Welcome to Becoming Unshakable with Sarah Wolf and Patri Delahunty. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to improve your life and become your own coach. Together, we will guide you through mindset techniques and psychology tools that we have applied to change our own lives and to help others do the same. During these episodes, we'll be taking you through mindset exercises and practicalities so you can feel free to get your journal and your favorite pen and take some notes along the way. Hey guys, welcome to episode one. We are so delighted that you guys have come and joined us for our very, very first podcast together. We have so much value to add. And I guess we really, what we're really, you know, I suppose keen on is not wasting your time with any boring details. However, we did feel like for the first two episodes, we wanted to share more about our stories, more about why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing. And today we're going to start with my little interview. I'm Sarah. Lovely to meet everyone. And Patrick's going to be interviewing me and asking me more about my story. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. So I'd love for you to just tell me what exactly got you into mindset, because Naturally, you've just added so much value to so many people. You sold out your event. You have achieved a lot of things so far in terms of your mindset business. So tell me what actually attracted you to this. I put the kettle on, Patrick. <laughs> it's going to take a while. I guess to break it down simply, guys, you know, I think when I think about my the biggest mission I have or the, the largest mission I have with everything that I do, like the backbone behind it, the the, the big why, the big want is to allow women to, and obviously men, we're not excluding men, I'm, I'm just talking about women because that's who I work with one-on-one, but to feel so in their power, that's such a big thing for me. And it's really hard to get that across because as you know, Patrick, it's like a feeling. That confidence, that authenticity, and I know you're really strong and passionate about that as well, which is why we get on really well and why we've actually decided to team up together because we have those shared values in, in how we want to help people. I've seen, I think I like I always say, like I've seen my life on either side of the confidence scales. I've seen myself go through a lot of, you know, events like all of us have. I always say your confidence is like a big balloon that you carry around the place with you, full of um, little events that keep chipping away at us to have you feeling like deflated, more deflated, more deflated. And that's life. That's normal. Not that, you know, I think I listened to some podcasts before with some very big influencer and I'm not going to mention her name. It really annoyed me because she said, you know, kind of have it or you don't confidence. You're kind of born with it. You're not. And it just killed me because I said, no, that's just not true. Your confidence levels will rise and fall through life. But I suppose for me, it's about honest to God. It's about I want everyone to just fall in love with them, with their sense of selves and to take big action and to, you know, go after what they want, not being afraid, building up that real sense of self. I think it's, in a nutshell, that's what I really aim to support my women with, that I work with one-on-one. And of course, the men who are also going to be, um, you know, uh, looking into my course and things like that. So to put it in short, <laughs> to put it in short, because I won't put anything in short, basically, yeah, I see my life kind of go through I, I see myself go through a lot of anxious periods, a lot of insecure times, and that had me playing really small. And as you know, the way you think of yourself is an energy that can be felt by others, right? So you don't really get that respect back when you don't have respect for yourself. That's kind of how I see it. And I also think you'll always play small 
and you'll you'll never really put yourself out there if you don't think really highly of yourself. So that's what I help myself to do through a lot of the work that I've I've done. And then that's kind of what I want others to feel as well. Amongst lots of other things, as you know, mindset is so multifaceted, but that's in a nutshell, that's my story. And I'll get into more details about that as well, if you wish, on how like how I felt before, what I depended on for my self-worth how you know and and then how I change that narrative almost yeah absolutely and I think it's just the the drive the interesting thing about like your purpose and your drive it's usually something about like where you have been before right so like where you actually what you depended on before for self-worth and like feeling worthy of of whatever it was that you wanted to do or being seen and things like that so yeah I think you know we've discussed a bit on what what it was that kind of triggered you into really getting into this so I'm really curious to see like what was the big turnover for you that was like I've had enough I need to turn things around so I think it was, it was, okay, I'm going to, I always go back to my Dubai journey with this because it's so like, what's the word again? Ironic. I think so many people look at Instagram and people that live abroad and think, wow, they have it all. And then they kind of get some thinking, oh, if I just, you know, got on a plane and moved to Bali or Australia or Dubai, I'd feel amazing because that's what they see on Instagram, right? And don't, let's not get into the social media thing because that's, again, another whole episode in itself but anyway so I moved to Dubai back in 2013 now there was a lot of events leading up to me moving to Dubai that would have really made me feel insecure whether that was relationships rejection you know um friendships all those kind of things that we all go through so I always say it's never one event it's a build-up right so anyway went off to Dubai for myself delighted with life um I wasn't even in Dubai the first time I went it was a, a different place literally in the Saudi Arabia border then I went through quite a traumatic experience for my self-worth. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it now, but my confidence was really shattered. It was on the floor and I wouldn't go as far as life-threatening thoughts, almost. Um, it was extremely, extremely heavy for me to the point where I said, how can I come back from this? How can I build myself up? And I just thought so poorly of myself. I had all this paranoia. I kind of thought at those times, I suppose, a good life meant, you know, having lots of money, amazing clothes, lots of friends, being liked. But I was basing all of my self-worth on being liked. And this is why it's so important for me, Patrick, to get into schools, you know, like six years ago, because I need to spread this message that you're not going to align with everyone and you're going to go through really crappy experiences that's going to really, really like weigh on your self-worth, which is kind of what happened to me. So anyway, fast forward 2013, 2014, 2015, still had all this kind of paranoia, just real insecure and just felt a lot of anxiety and social anxiety and, you know, rejection of myself. And then I kind of seen my reality retaliate back to me, which was so funny. I kind of, not that like I had, how would I say it? Like I was very lucky in terms of what I had at the time, but like, how would I say this? Because I didn't have the respect for myself, that was also kind of being mirrored back to me by other people, whether that was guys at the time or it was, you know, maybe some friendships or whatever. So it was just interesting. And then like, I did a lot of work on myself. That's when I started getting back in self-development. Now my mom's a holistic therapist, so I was always quite into it. But, you know, like when you, you know yourself, when you're younger, like just 
you don't like take it in as much not that that sounds patronizing but like the time like you know being popular and being liked as you know is is everything right so no amount of self-development work will do where was I even going with this but anyway so yeah I just seen my I, I did a lot of work on myself again and I started getting back into my vision boards and I started manifesting again which was mad and then I started to build up my confidence slowly and by lots of diff- doing lots of different things, which we're going to discuss through this whole podcast, I suppose. And I still had like limiting beliefs around fitting in and, um, you know, kind of like a lot of people pleasing tendencies and a huge fear of rejection and unworthiness that really kind of dragged on with me from these negative experience. And that's when I said, right, I'm going to do the work. And that's when I started, you could say, back into doing proper work. And then like over the space of, I'd say like a year or two, just really got back into my power you know, because I always was like a little bit like more confident when I was younger. And I see my clients come to me saying, I was so confident when I was younger, but then this happened or these things happened. And now I just feel really insecure. You probably see that as well with your clients. So I suppose kind of where I am at, like my confidence was on the floor because of external events. I was looking for all this validation and attention that I wasn't getting. I was rejecting myself subconsciously. So other people were rejecting me as well. And then yeah, this stuff doesn't magically disappear if you do, unless you do the work. And that's kind of why we're both here. And now I just feel, I honestly just feel like I can do anything. And I think it started with like, that's, that's why I developed my program. It genuinely was a knock on effect, knock on effect of some of the work that I did that I wanted to pass on to other people to just feel alive, feel like they love themselves. And I know we're still Irish and we don't like bigging ourselves up. But that is where I I just genuinely want everyone to feel like that. Like, I want everyone to feel like that because the things you manifest when you are in that power, as you know, it's insane. It's just another level. It's the new high. It's feeling constant. Yeah. 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 And I don't know, am I probably being a little bit all over the place there? But that's kind of my story. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting what you say about, you know, the things that you start to manifest, as you call it, like the things that you basically attract when you do step into your power and embody confidence. Because I think I don't know about what you think, basically, about confidence being an energy and really getting into that energy. It's not about whether you have it or not whether you're born with it or not, it's something that you can really start to embody if you know what that looks like. So what did confidence look like to you? What did getting into that energy look like to you? But how would you get somebody else to visualize? Because I know you do that because you've done it with me as well. How do you get somebody to, you know, imagine that they can step into that power? Because a lot of people can't imagine themselves being confident. So how do you visualize that? That's really interesting. There was a couple of, of, when I look at myself back then, I'm just trying to think of what really, really helped me. I remember a big thing was, so EFT tapping, which I do love. Now, my mum does that. Like, and I was always like her guinea pig for that. So it was funny. Like I did so much hours and hours of healing with her. So if you guys, so I always say confidence starts with, you know, kind of letting go of the past. And there is like certain things you can do, like, um, I suppose to, to begin to. And I know that, that sounds a bit dismissive because everybody has some people have really heavy pasts and really traumatic experiences and there's a lot of as you know tools and techniques we can use to kind of like alleviate some of that like pain and kind of remove some of those emotions and and we'll get into that I think throughout this whole cast I mean I, I don't think we can talk about every single thing and I know that's kind of your expertise as well is more you know kind of like trauma healing and things like that but 
for me letting go of the past simply meant and I, I'm all I always like compare myself to Tony Robbins <laughs> like I'm the female Tony Robbins <laughs> I sticking a, a middle finger up to my past and that sounds mad right I literally had to stick a massive middle finger up to my past I was like oh my god and a big part of that was EFT that I, I was doing with mom that I do with my clients and then also looking at back at the events and choosing to see the learnings now that again then I got into NLP as you know and time therapy which is a whole other level of that but at the time that's what I did I actually used to like close my eyes and go back to those memories and walk in as my higher self which I always do and give that little Sarah a hug and tell her exactly what she needs to hear so that is the first step is definitely you have to like let go of the past you have to empty the garbage bin to start building confidence like we always say that and then I think it was kind of a mixture of things like, okay, so gratitude. I got massive into daily gratitude journaling. Now, I know as well as you all know, gratitude is like passed around in the self-development industry like a hot snot, you know what I mean? But gratitude actually does allow you to gain more confidence because you're you're choosing to focus on how blessed you are and how amazing you are and, and exactly what you have. And unfortunately, a lot of us are just focusing on what we don't have and what we wish we had instead of what we do have. And then we're not attracting, we're just attracting more to complain about. Again, that's another episode. Gratitude, daily gratitude journaling, taking a middle finger up to the past. I actually read a really good book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And I actually really like, honest to God, think that was a big factor in me meeting and keeping Liam. (laughs) Honest to God. Because (laughs) I had really worked on communication with the other sex and like I suppose feeling grounded in my sense of self and kind of like knowing what I wanted and knowing what I deserved okay that was also like I'm just throwing out little tips here to anyone who might be in you know one of these situations and then I think I started actually dressing better for myself even though I was always into style but like you know that like when you're like oh whatever you don't really care and then you kind of like approach the outside world looking like crap basically you don't care about so things like that like honestly dressing up for myself body language I was always big into body language so I suppose I started to just like I started to have like positive thoughts about myself and started to like write down things that I liked about myself and I started to embody that in my body language as well because as you know physiology like how you move is really it sends a lot of signals to your brain so that's another part of confidence is body language and that's something we I cover with my clients as well and then a lot of it is just taking that uncomfortable action but honest to god when you start to think better of yourself like when you actually start to believe better thoughts about yourself and you're able to look at the past with that really like logical mindset of okay this happened it actually doesn't have that much to do with me because look at the butterfly effect look at all the amazing things that have happened since that event so there's again there's loads you can get into and of course I'm waffling on now but it's a real mixture of stuff but it really is like healing from your past is number one and then you know thinking nice thoughts about yourself and that's a daily practice it's not shouting a load of affirmations in the mirror for the sake of it it's just about like making sound realistic to you like what do you kind of like about yourself now or what you know can you tap into so that's as you know kind of the 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 confidence work but again confidence is an energy it's a daily practice it's the morning routines it's the evening routines it's who you spend time with it's the energy gainers the energy drainers it's all of that stuff and that's what we really want to hone in on I think between you and me I think confidence is a massive one like kind of authenticity authenticity in the sense of self that I think will be covering a lot of as we go on 
Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. And I think it's something that like does does actually have, as you said, the butterfly effect, because, you know, self-confidence means that you trust yourself and that you believe that you have the power to create all of those changes. And I think when, as you said, you shifted the focus towards yourself, you started dressing well, you started showing up for yourself, doing the gratitude. That's a lot of self-focus. So I guess that really speaks for itself because you started kind of magnetizing all of these, you know, wonderful things to you, good connections, like a good relationship. Mm -hmm. That's the juicy stuff that we want to see, you know, and that all radiates, like your energy always radiates, I believe. So that's amazing. And how would you describe, because I know a lot of people get confused with these terms that we're familiar with. How would you describe like tapping into an energy? Ooh, that's really interesting. So tapping into an energy, I suppose you could start with, so you're kind of on a bit like tapping into like more of a confident energy. Yes. Right. Okay. So creating that for yourself. Again, I think that comes down to just just what I said there. Like, as in, first of all, like sticking the middle finger up to the past. I do like saying that because it just means, right, that's it. Now you're done. Right. And I suppose that will require more, you know, therapy for some people or it, it might require deeper work. Like I said, if there's trauma there, if there's, you know, I'm kind of just talking about your general. So, for example, breakups, you know, I always say to my girls who are single, like, for example, I'm like, there's a million reasons your relationship didn't work out and it's nothing to do with you being rejected. Like it's only a rejection if you call it rejection. So that's kind of where you have to step up and be emotionally intelligent when you look back at your past, because listen, like you're not the only one to go through that, those kind of experiences. And I don't mean that in a harsh way, but that's kind of the kick up the ass I'm looking to really get across to people is now, again, I'm not talking about trauma, just your general stuff like you know falling out with people or not being liked or a comment has been you know said about me and this and the other I understand it's hurtful and I understand it might take time to like heal from those experiences but at the same time you need to realize that there's a strength there somewhere there's an outcome there was something that changed your life for the better there was something there there had to be a power in it so it's when you can find that and then I did some EFT tapping to kind of remove the emotion. So if you guys want to look into EFT tapping, there's actually loads of YouTube videos on it. I think it's phenomenal for removing emotions um, or if you want to find a therapist to do it. And there was something else I was going to say to you there, tapping into the confident energy. So, yeah, it's about rewriting your story and kind of kind of just seeing yourself as more like when you walk into a restaurant or a shop, hold your head up high. You know, like you you just and I know that sounds really silly, right? Things I used to do, like before I used to walk into a restaurant, I'd be like, or before I walk into like a nightclub when I was younger, I'd be like, well, not when I actually probably not a nightclub, because I think my self-development journey was, was more after the nightclub stages, but you know, or bar or whatever. I'm like, you know, people are gonna notice me when I walk in here. Like, and that sounds really right, like vain and stuff. The reason I did that is I actually tried to just tell myself that just for the last second before I went in the door so I'd actually just kind of like automatically believe it adjust my body language I can't tell you like a lot of my clients have tried that and they said oh my god it's actually it actually works you're like you know how's it gonna turn I've got this you know I'm gonna be the first to walk in before my friends I like you have that kind of air of confidence it's an energy that is what energy is it's how you think of yourself like you can't fake it but if you keep using like, oh, you know, disempowering language about yourself, how do you expect others to have respect for you? This is such a big thing I want to get across to the Irish girls. I'm like, and, and everyone, of course, I, I only say the Irish girls because it's funny how like belittling of, of ourselves we can be as a nation, you know, and if you're going to say, oh, this, oh, I'm no good, I'm useless at this and whatever. OK, well, then you are. That's your reality. So 
that's harsh but these are some of the harsh learnings I wish I could give myself and that's why I want to get into schools like six year students to really hone that in um is you do create your reality and your brain is always listening so it's not about loving yourself and saying I'm amazing in the mirror like of course work at your health and fitness of course look after yourself of course dress well but the end of the day remember beauty as well is subjective so like if it's about how you look again this is a whole other topic that Patri really specializes in but my general advice to you is you know I know like we know you're so much more than how you look and things like that but at the same time beauty is subjective so like what you find attractive in a partner um the girl beside you might not find attractive at all so what is actually attractive who knows so it's a nice way it's just a nice little switch isn't it of way of looking at uh, like um beauty and I I love coming back to that one actually because I'm like like we all find we all have a different view of what attractive is so like why are we all so hard ourselves like for what exact reason like of course I'm like work on yourself like I said your health and fitness and like how you look and I'm not one of these airy fairy you know beauty comes from within kind of thing I'm not (laughs) like that like I, I do get it but like start seeing yourself for all the different facets of your personality like you know you're such a diverse human being and that confidence and energy is way more attractive and magnetizing than how you look. And then you'll you'll attract people into your world from having that confident energy. Um, so it's just, yeah, I just honestly, I could be here all day, Patrick, you know me, but that's, does that answer your question? Kind yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I'm actually really curious again, very curious person, but I just want to know about, you know, a lot of people hear about self-talk if they follow the right people on social media. It's hugely important, as we both know. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, like, you know, the way you say, oh, I'm going to walk out, you know, into a place and I'm going to hold my head up high. And then you say yourself, like say something to yourself. So is that like you say something in your mind or do you say it out loud to yourself? Like how does self-talk work with you and how do you suggest that people use it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's the confidence triad, which I've done with you all the time. I'm actually going to pull it up here now and I'm going to go through some of the things on the confidence triad that um, perhaps the listeners can like kind of like almost like write down answers to. So, guys, if you're listening, you might want to get your pen for this because this is quite nice. So the confidence triad is to access instant confidence. Like we just said, it's not that like long term competence, which is natural confidence instant confidence is when you want to access your best self version literally for like five or ten minutes before you leave the house and this works amazingly I've heard I've got like the most amazing feedback from this you loved it didn't you yes absolutely (laughs) okay so there's three parts of it guys so um what I'd love for you guys to do is okay so you can do this before you leave the house tomorrow or you can you can do this like before an event that you have coming up and it literally takes like 10 minutes to do. OK, so the, when I say the confidence triad, what I mean is there's three parts of confidence. So this is a visualization practice. So you guys will take some time before you leave the house in the morning or it takes some time before the event that you're nervous about. OK, and um, you're going to like close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, get into like a nice relaxed state. And you're going to think, right, OK. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror, in your mind, okay, in your visualization. So the first part of the confidence triad is imagination. So I want you to like look in the mirror, in your mind, look at yourself, 
and say, wow, you look amazing. You look so good. Okay. And then we want to fill our minds with all the positive images about our skills, our abilities, you know, positive identity statements. So the I am, the empowering beliefs that we do have about ourselves. I got this. I am strong. You can like refer to the event that you're going to, or you could refer to like just general beliefs that you want to, you know, drill into your mind. What do you need to remind yourself of when trying to access more confidence? What can you vividly imagine when you think of your confident self? So how is she looking? What, you know, like, how does she carry, like, how does she look in the mirror? Like, how is she standing tall? What are some of the things that you want to remind yourself of, whether it's like, I am statements about you or, you know, what are you grateful for? Why are you happy? Why should you feel confident at this event? Um, what are you going to bring? This is a big one. What am I going to bring to this event? Like, who am I? Like, when I'm being my most confident self, what is it that I bring? Okay. Now, the next part of the confidence triad is body language. So I want you to play the movie. Okay. In your visualization, after you've looked in the mirror, you're going to the event. Now you're going to play the movie of your body language as you walk into the event. So how are you standing? How are you sitting? How are you taking up space? What are your arms doing? Where are your shoulders, your chest, your chin? How do you walk? So remember, 55% of communication is nonverbal. Okay, what is your eye contact like when you meet other people? How are you sitting? What are your face expressions like? Okay, so this is just kind of questions. Again, you can, um, I'm only flying through this because you guys can like can answer these in your journal um, before you do your visualization. And then the last part of the confidence triad is sound. So remember your tone and pitch of your sound, of your, sorry, your voice is as important, if not more important than the words that you say. So how do you sound when you are being your most confident self? Okay, you're not going to sound like me right now because I'm speaking fast. But remember, low and slow tone. And, you know, how do you respond to people when they talk to you? Are you waiting like two or three seconds? before you speak and you know what words you choose when you're speaking to others if someone compliments you are you saying thank you or are you putting yourself down so really we want to play that real nice kind of visual you know visualization in our minds where we really immerse ourselves in the things we need to remind ourselves of before we go to this event you know how we look body language how we carry ourselves throughout the event how we sound when we're speaking to people. So in NLP, we use all of our senses. We use, you know, sound, we use, you know, imagery. And this is really, really, really powerful visualization for anyone. We can actually try and link it in show notes if we can do that. And if not, I've just said it basically all there. So that's kind of like my little process I would pass on to my clients. And it's really powerful. So I think it's nice for me to pass that on today because it's really simple to do. It's not rocket science. It's mentally priming your brain for performance. And that is really powerful. What that does is it tells your brain, this is how I want to show up today. And there's this thing called the Wonder Woman pose. It's a Harvard study, actually. And you literally stand there with your arms like like your superwoman. Um, So I get my clients to actually do the Wonder Woman pose while they're visualizing this, all this stuff. So they're standing like with their kind of arms apart, their feet apart, and they're standing like, you know, shoulders back in their power as they're actually visualizing this and then they're like oh my god I'm so excited to actually go now and just be this person so that's in a nutshell that the confidence triad that I would normally use before events and then like I said to you it's just that quick little I got this as you're going in the door 
if it's more of a just kind of like a one-off kind of thing or I'm going to turn heads or I'm going to walk in here like I own the place because remember that confident energy is there within you like it's it's just dormant right now that's that's there and that's what needs to really kind of come out and play but you need to start thinking those thoughts like we just talked about um instead of just living your day-to-day life complaining and belittling yourself and expecting change that's not gonna happen love okay you need to actually go down you need to sit down and do the work you need to reframe the past you need to do the um work on the limiting beliefs which takes time you need to get help or get support or therapy if you need it um and then you need to just build yourself up and tune into what you like about yourself and tune into that confident energy wonderful stuff thank you so much I think the confidence trial is amazing actually because visualization obviously I'm just obsessed with I use it like nearly every single day and the benefits is just not enough people know about it so the fact that you include that in the way that you you know you show your clients the way you you do everything every day you can literally use visualization on the confidence triad and visualization meditations to for public speaking it can be for dating it can be for anything under the sun like doing a work meeting all of those things so I think they're super powerful because I actually used that confidence triad that you gave me for a public speaking course, which was the first time that I spoke spoke publicly at this around this age. And I felt that, you know, I, I got prepared for it mentally and that's the way you do it. And I had done visualizations before, but this was specific because it was something new. So it was really nice to have a refresher with you and, you know, have that. So very, very effective. And I love it. And yeah, amazing. So what? Yeah, just on that point, sorry, as well, just because I'm going to remember or not remember to say this, just on confidence as well, consistency and health and fitness. So two, two big important elements of my life that have built the confidence era. Again, there's so much more, which we'll mention further episodes. But this is the first episode, so I just want to get across if you can. I love I love this quote. If you told a friend you'd meet her at nine o'clock for a coffee every morning for three consecutive days and you never showed up, would she have much trust in you? No. So then if you can't, I suppose, trust yourself, how do you expect to have confidence? So that consistency in anything is huge. We will be getting into morning routines, girls, and we'll be getting into kind of our journaling practices. Those things have helped me build confidence because I've shown myself I can get up and I can do this and I can be my own master. Health and fitness is also very important to nail. It's the fundamentals of feeling good and showing your body respect, showing your self-respect. Um, it doesn't have to be going into the gym, lifting weights. It can be, as you know, Patrick, you've done dance, you've done all sorts. It's it's finding what's good for you. It can be a walking club. It can be anything. But it's basically making a statement that I respect myself. and I respect my body. And that is confidence that I, I will have to say when I look at my confidence journey, when I went to Thailand boot camp that time, geez, like it was so hard, but like it built really strong me, you know, and that's something that I try to hone into the girls, like get your health and fitness kind of under control, get your sleep under control. The basics, people give you on them. Your sleep will give you confidence. If you're not sleeping, you're going to be anxious and paranoid and a nervous wreck. Don't get me started if you're jumping on social media for thing. That's just like a no-no as well. But yeah, I just wanted to hone those little points in just because we're talking about confidence. 
Yeah. Amazing. And it's it's super good to have your your basics. You call it the four fundamentals, like your sleep, your food, your fitness. Everything is, you know, really correlated. And if we don't have a foundation of well-being, of actual physical well-being, then how do we expect to to, you know, we can invest in all the mindset programs in the world. But if we don't even, you know, you could have a coaching session. Oh, I'm, you know, feeling really anxious and then say, Oh, uh, I actually didn't sleep for days. <laughs> People don't think it's important, and it's really mad. Like, and I, I don't want to be sitting here being like, "Oh, here's the benefits of hydration, blah blah blah." You know, snooze fest. But however, if you're not looking after the basics, then you're literally just like a walking grumpy alien. Do you know what I mean? So, like, just make sure. Really alien like what the anyway my brain's not working guys I baby brain I'm literally sitting on about (laughs) five pillows (laughs) like at the moment just keeping myself (laughs) upright if we can record these episodes before I give birth it's delicious (laughs) but the baby brain is actually getting worse like every day the fact that I can string a sentence together past me honest to god all good all good I think the listeners will appreciate that anyway so okay I want to touch off some of the things that you summed up here at the beginning And I want to just give the listeners some chance to, if they experience these things, what tips would you give them? So I know a lot of people experience paranoia, you know, to this day, especially Mm -hmm. with all the social media, like say any thoughts, any intrusive thoughts about what are people thinking of me? What are people saying about me? And that's kind of the fear of being seen, of starting your business, of, you know, doing whatever it is that you currently can't. Social anxiety, a big one. Uh, I came to you for that as well. And I remember and rejection of self. So a lot of people experience these things and they're actually quite prominent. So I'd love to just hear your thoughts on what exactly you could suggest for people that have the paranoia, insecurity, social anxiety, rejection of self. They're all very intertwined. What would be your number one piece of advice for those? Yeah, that's a good question, because like you said, they're also intertwined. Um, paranoia definitely means healing, I think, um, from the past. I think there's something, um, there's some view of yourself that's that's kind of skewed. And then um, you're creating a lot of stories almost and adding legs to, to it. So there's a couple of things that we do there, I suppose. EFT tapping, again, I do always come back to that as my little staple, just because I feel like that allowed me to really release through the body. And it got me crying so much that I was able, I did so much focusing in on it, the issue and the event. And I did it over and over again, because that's what you do in EFT tapping until it kind of minimizes the emotion attached to it. That when I, when then when I did so many rounds of tapping, when I looked at the event, I just could not feel the emotion to the intensity that I did. So it's about, you have to face it, like you can't distract yourself through it. You have to face all those demons that are popping up. You need to be able to look back at those times and feel neutral about them. And that sounds really hard right now for some people. You will get there. Time is a great healer as well. But I think if you can find some way to face it, whether that's talking to a therapist, I'm not saying to everyone go and get EFT tapping. It's just learning how to heal from your past um do some research on it you can message me or patry you know if you want to you know 
for our opinion on certain events, certain topics. But just that's so important, guys. If you have paranoia, it's because there's something making you feel that way. And then you're adding all these crazy stories to it, like legs to it. I suppose now would be a really good time to um, suggest maybe the ABC podcast, the, the Blind Boy episode that I love. Because, again, sometimes people just jump to conclusions a lot. And that creates a lot of paranoia. So there's um there's an episode called, it's literally called Cognitive Psychology Part 4, right? And it's by Blind Boy. And I like I know like Blind Boy is not everyone's taste. And I don't even listen to a lot of his stuff. It's just that particular episode. I really love it because it kind of hones in how he uses it to feel more relaxed and stop um, basically getting so anxious and overthinking things. Overthinking is such a huge one for my clients. And I think that's where the morning routine really comes in. And like your kind of your habits and your grounding and things like that, which we'll get into. But guys, you if you're paranoid, it's because you're thinking you have this really like awful view of yourself um, from some incident that can be healed and that can be reframed. OK, so it's just about finding support in that area. guys, And, you know, that is something that I would love everyone to start with is thinking if they look back at a past event or something that they feel emotional about it needs to be healed like it needs to be talked about and it needs to be shared and it needs to be worked on and I promise you I have gone through such trauma like I have gone no when I say sorry my trauma is I wouldn't say it's big 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 but just your usual kind of bullying and rejection and kind of like really nasty words kind of trauma is what I went through and I if I let that define who I am now, do you think I'd be sitting here like doing a podcast with you, Patrick? Not a chance. Like I would be just limiting myself, playing small. That's the difference. That's where you need to get to. That's a threshold you need to cross is finding a way to look at it differently. And that's what we're going to help you to do, I promise. And that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, here absolutely. For? Absolutely. And there's just you know what it is? It's the element of using this podcast as this type of transparent mirror that we can use so that you can, in a way, see, I think, Sarah, you feel the same, that they listeners can, in a way, see themselves, you know, in a mirror. Like, this has happened to me too, and I want to know how I can manage it. Absolutely. Stop, like, as well, uh, oh, if you're feeling that bodily sensation of anxiety which I don't like to use I use it like because I have to use it to get across to my audience this is who I help people that have anxiety because that's what people know it for but remember that is the same bodily sensation as excitement yeah Yeah. by changing that word guys I am telling you it's the most powerful thing you could ever do is changing the word oh my god I'm feeling so anxious to oh my god I'm feeling so excited it'll actually make you laugh it completely like (laughs) I don't know how we got onto that sorry that's just and now my baby brain is gone again but yeah you know like just kind of the words that you use like you're isolating yourself in your mind polarizing yourself almost that's that's kind of what paranoia is and that's born from something that doesn't need to be there basically what's your question yeah yeah no absolutely it reminds me of Tony Robbins the way he uses funny words to stop using negative language and that really gets to me because 
It's just when I was reading the book, it's called Awaken the Giant Within. Sarah recommended it to me and I couldn't actually stop laughing because this book gets you to properly do exercises to change your life. Like it's radical, uses NLP, uses amazing, you know, getting you to visualize the stuff that you want in your life. But then he uses words (laughs) to, to basically change the the habit of using negative language in your day-to-day life and it could be just changing a word to a silly word and then it sounds so ridiculous that you end up laughing and then you stop being angry about things you know <laughs> things wow. like that I, yeah no I remember I like I love like I love that book as well but could you kind of context did you use that in like a, in a context I used it for some things when I'd be frustrated, I would say, like, usually I would use like a wreck the head or it's so frustrating or I'm sick of this shenanigans, basically. And (laughs) I would just replace it with funny words. So it would just be like, what what is she talking about? My boyfriend would just be like, what is she on about? (laughs) Yeah, and then you'd be laughing so and then it's gone you know it, it's, it's peeved that's the word I'm a little bit peeved about this yes. <laughs> right now I know that book so much guys like it's the honest to god it's a humdinger of a book and people look at it and they're like not nah. but like it is powerful even if it takes five years to get through it like it did me but it's amazing so that's definitely our first book recommendation if you haven't mm-hmm. read it you haven't awoken the giant within you it's <laughs> powerful powerful <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Okay, so let's finish up by just giving one little tip. If you were to give one little tip to one of our listeners today, what would it be? Well, I think before they listen to our next episode, it's to use the so take the steps like like literally like we said, guys, I want you to write everything down and use this as a little coaching program because when you're writing things down, they're so much more effective. Um, so things like I want you to stick your middle finger up to the past in whatever way you can do that so whether it's using some of the tips I talked about today or actually finding a therapist or a coach to help you navigate your past and help you remove that paranoia and emotion that has to be your number one point is like being able to look at look at your past neutrally and not making all these little stories about yourself from past experiences guys because I promise you I probably have through worse or I've probably been treated worse or um, Patrick probably has and like we need to normalize that like things like you will fall out with people people are going to like reject you Um, you're going to go through really crappy relationships with guys or women it's life but you just have to be able to get on and get up and move on through it and I suppose that's where the first point it has to be like a neutral start and point then I would say definitely look after your health and fitness definitely look at your confidence visualization like we went through today Next time we'll get into morning, I think, well, after we do your interview, we'll get into like morning routines and stuff and like really empowering ritual rituals that me and Patrick would do to to build that like best self version along and makes us more confident. Right. Because we're we're focusing on us and we're writing down those affirmations every day where but just start, please, adjusting your body language. Being nicer to yourself, like writing down those affirmations that make sense to you and then just going out into the world and like just being like, I got you know, I got this. If you can take those points from that episode, that is like you paying hundreds for a coaching session. Okay. So yeah, like I I just hope that like none of that was confusing and that everybody was able to kind of like take what they needed to take from that. And again, we'll be going guys way more in depth, you know, with some of those things that came up even today 
and getting some speakers on board and things like that in you know even like health and fitness and things like that so yeah I just want everyone to like start loving themselves basically and <laughs> stop isolating yourself from you know over past experiences it's we've all been through them and we're all here together to rise above them absolutely yeah thank so you Patri, and I can't wait to interview you on our next get your Kleenex ready guys because this one I swear to <laughs> you the whole place is balling this is what happened at the ultimate life design event she hit everyone yeah. at the level even our cameraman was I mean I, my purpose is to make people cry and then get them ha- laughing I think there's just this type of contrast when people get to know me and then when I see them shed a tear I'm really surprised and I'm like but I cracked a joke and I'm like okay no that that was deep but I'm so used because I've done so much therapy and I'm like oh no it's fine <laughs> I'm good now we love um, to make people cry don't lie <laughs> listen <laughs> like I said <laughs> At the ultimate life design event, I felt I could see the tissues going, and I was like, "Yes, that sounds really mean, guys." But that's because, like, again, you think crying is a bad thing. It's not. It's releasing. You have to exactly. like. You have to normalize crying. I love it. Love good cry. So good for you. It's so good for you because it's if not, it's trapped. Like we, we guys need to realize that if if it's not coming out, it's trapped for you know for a reason. It needs to be released like we're humans it literally needs to come out it's like talking if you don't talk for ages you're like oh my goodness I need to talk but if we don't cry it's where do you think it's going it's getting stuck in your throat it's getting stored in your body it's messy it's yeah it's messy yeah then you become passive aggressive and you've like the face like a soft jar but it's because our mom (laughs) said to us when we were younger don't be crying you know don't cry why we are afraid to cry but crying is more beautiful than laughing it's it's actually amazing when you have good old cry go clear out of the garbage bin you know so girls don't be afraid to cry cry your eyes out and that's your advice (laughs) all right okay thank you so much guys for listening and looking forward to see you at the next episode thank you thank you can't wait to see see you Okay, guys, bye. And we definitely will be kind of sharing more about our life stories as well, kind of throughout the episode. That was more just like a general. I have so much more to get into. Um, But I'm so happy if you guys can, you know, I suppose take some bits from us, resonate with some of it, maybe a little bit of it, maybe a lot of it. And again, we're just all here to normalize, really cut through the BS of, I suppose, self-development and, and talk about what actually works and what's helped us. So, guys, we will see you episode two and thank you so much don't forget to subscribe as well